Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Zeitlander 4 Trend Game. I don't think I ever <laughs> finished the Highlander series of short show titles. That is courtesy of Come On It's Still Good podcast. Um, shout out to y'all. I am Jack. That is Joelle Monique. Hello, uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, on this fine Friday afternoon, sending people into the weekend with uh, six trends for them. Six things that are trending. Uh, let's kick it off with Anthony Bourdain is trendling. So there's a new documentary <laughs> that just hit Can uh, that is about his life. And the filmmaker in a recent New Yorker profile talked about how he used AI to do some of the Anthony Bourdain voiceover stuff from the... Uh, from the documentary, which I don't know. I don't know how I feel. About I feel that. like Anthony wouldn't like it. And therefore I'm having trouble getting uh-huh. behind it. There's something about putting words in a person's mouth. That's really right. like ringing alarm bells. And Anthony is so prolific on, on radio shows and in his own net like shows. I just feel like as a documentary, unless I don't know what they're AIing. Is it stuff they scripted or is it like things he wrote and maybe didn't get a chance to do like read or do voiceover for? Yeah, and it's, wanna... So it's emails that he wrote. Emails. So he's it's if you're going to do it, like ha- having him read some of his emails out loud feels like the way to what you would want it. It being him reading something that he actually wrote. Uh, yeah. However, I don't know, like just from a filmmaking perspective, don't like if I was watching that, I'd be like, wait, why did he read his emails out loud before he died? Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about either find the footage or find someone to do the voice. Like um, right. in I'm not your Negro, Samuel Jackson does the voice for James Baldwin. And it's like so beautiful. It's, it's definitely an interpretation of the person using their own words. But there's something that feels more authentic than here's an artificial voice we use to make it sound like that. On the other hand, we are so familiar with Anthony Bourdain's voice. Like, I don't. Yeah. Tons of people, me included, are constantly rewatch his show, uh, specifically the CNN version. And it, it I understand from a filmmaker point of wanting to be like, listen, we, we're intimately familiar with this voice. It We should hear it coming from him. But then there's like tone and inflection and I feel really iffy about it. Well, I, I think it has the potential to be beautiful and great and really put the viewer in Anthony's headspace, which is the goal of a documentary anyway. Um, but it also has the possibility of being alienating and putting wrong inflections on and, and emphasis on words that maybe were not his intention. And that makes me feel a little weird. A little icky. Yeah. Here, I think I have uh, the audio right here. Let me just... <gasps> okay, let's get this. Hello, my name is Anthony Bourdain. What? <laughs> <laughs> you were so wild for that. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, hopefully I don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shout out we'll to see. one of the greats to ever do it. And I hear the documentary is pretty good. So, um, But again, like this is one of those things you, you didn't need to distract from it by using technology. Uh, but I do offer people, um, the 
complete freedom once I die to use the hundreds of thousands of hours of my voice that I've recorded and released to uh, make me say whatever they want. Use me as a, a human greeting card. Whatever you want. You do Mark. not have my permission to do the same <laughs> with my voice. Don't. Hey. Don't, mm-mm. Let's see. Oh, we finally found out who the third person on Jeff Bezos' space flight this weekend is going to be. Um, and I think this is going to inspire lots of people whose dads are millionaires, bordering on billionaires, because <laughs> uh, it is 18-year-old Oliver Damon, who whose dad paid $28 million wow. to make him the youngest person ever in space. And yeah. I mean, shout out to him. Very Listen, cool. Well-deserved. He's applying to colleges. This is really, you know, he needs this right now. He really needs to <laughs> get the advantage over the other kids so that he has a chance at life. Jack. Yes. Flex, okay. sir. Flex. Oh, my gosh. On those college freshmen. Um, As a parent, could you imagine sending your 18-year-old in what is essentially a space experiment from a private... Like, I... NASA gets it wrong sometimes. I... Can't yeah. imagine. Can't imagine putting my baby on a plane to space. No, right. least, like the first time, you know, yeah. <laughs> flight three hundred and sixty, maybe. Uh, right, right. One, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I also can't imagine it's going to be like great for them. Also, I'm not impressed that he's the youngest person in space. That absolutely, you uh, did not earn this. You're this not a just, space prodigy. Yeah. This is just ruining the record for youngest person in space now. It's just like, okay, mm. well, technically, uh, you know it's what? like the that steroid era really... baseball. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I'm waiting for that seven-year-old prodigy, you know, who can do, uh, I don't know what sciences you need to get to space. I'm just going to say rocket science. The yeah. math. You know, yeah. that that kid who's like, I'm ready. And that's like, you know what? Yes. Yes, we need It's actually this surprisingly easy. It's just like addition and subtraction uh so you know <laughs> uh the yeah this feels a little bit like for some reason i this just intellectually does not agree with me um it reminds me of like when youtube influencers write their autobiographies at the age of like 19 it's just like you haven't done shit like when, yeah. when this kid gets up there like the whole thing with going into space is supposed to be that like you have this amazing like pull perspective back and suddenly you realize that we're all just part of this human race together and uh we're just very insignificant and this kid what is this kid gonna he's gonna be like tight hey jeff that's pretty tight right, right? yeah I mean, maybe he'll turn out to be like Howard Hughes-esque in that, you know, he had a lot of money and a dream and it started off sort of weird, you know, mostly yeah. just about accolades and getting out there. But then he, he found a passion and it, it blossomed into something unique, you know, maybe, maybe. Like, uh, Howard Hughes like earned his money uh, though? No. I feel like he... Howard Hughes' oh, he just daddy left him it? a large company. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then he almost tanked that company trying to launch his film career. Hey, um, that's <laughs> that's awesome that I have per like completely bought into the, you know, America loves to erase <laughs> any sort of uh, hand hand me downs that the, the rich get and make it a story of them mm-hmm. pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, just, just him and his millions of dollars and a fleet of airplanes. He had a larger fleet of airplanes <laughs> in the Navy. 
I didn't mean to make this right. about Howard Hughes, but you get the drift. Young guy, given money, could maybe become something, but it just seems so silly. I really wish they yeah. had brought someone where it would have been significant to be like, oh, wow, they're going to space. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, Take a hundred year old, not a guy. fucking 18 year old. Yeah, rich. Oh, my gosh. Cool. That hundred year old. <laughs> what is that, like three G's on his yeah. body? <laughs> Just fucking powder against the back of the. Don't take yeah. an octogenarian or higher. I feel like to keep them on the ground. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, down in Topeka, Kansas, uh, or up in Topeka, Kansas, depending on where yeah. you are uh, spiritually. I am spiritually in the spacecraft with uh, Jeff Bezos and this young man, but. In Topeka, Kansas, uh, Frito-Lay workers are striking after being forced to work 12-hour days, seven days a week. Quote from one of the strikers, I think people are pushed to the edge. COVID created some of this. During COVID, managers got to work from home. People see oh. that and realize they have other options. I don't know. It's pretty dope. Uh, Power glad to, the to see some collective. Yes. Yeah. Get out there. Uh, five your rights. Five months off. Uh, five months with no day off unacceptable uh exhausting my guess is most of them are on their feet all the time it's a factory so 12 hours on your feet we know what factory conditions are like uh we've all read animal farm uh and we've seen the amazon workers and their pee bottles so yeah i hope they get some respect but my guess is uh they're gonna pull a similar thing that um is it nabisco who owns oreo and was just like if y'all are mad we'll just take our jobs to mexico peace right it's it it's such a scary time for workers right now, particularly blue collar workers who don't have a lot of leverage in their ability to dictate their schedules or, you know, make plans for their lives. They're just literally half at the will of their employer. So I don't know. Hopefully mm. somebody can give them some ability to make better decisions for themselves. because That's wild. Well, my time at Amazon has taught me that uh, unions are actually evil and we could learn, we could figure this out on our oh, own, yeah, right? Um, so, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and Netflix. First of all, Netflix just hired a head of podcasting. So, uh, oh, really? Netflix coming to take the food out of my uh, baby's mouth. <laughs> um, but also, uh, they are apparently uh, Listen. aiming to do some video gaming. I'm, I'm excited about what, it. What did they launch? Like a video game section? Or so it's, what, it's, what's it's happening? Super not clear. It's early stages. They hired Mike Verdu, who used to work for Facebook acquiring games for the Oculus headset. So this guy's clearly in the know. Oculus works with a bunch of different uh, video game development companies. So it sounds like what they're going to do is just put it right next to the movies and television shows. I don't know what kind of controller you'll need, if they're going to come out with their own specific kind, if you can buy any generic kind and connect it. Um, It's just not really clear yet. It's still very early days, but it's an exciting opportunity because I think they're looking to launch new release video games. So it'll be a great opportunity for indie developers, in my opinion, It'll be a great opportunity for indie developers to be like, hey, here's my game that most people would not normally buy, given on this very large platform. Right. Uh, and it sounds like at this point in time, they're not planning to increase. It's not like an additional package you'd have to buy. It would just come with the rest of the stuff. 
Wow. So you wouldn't have to buy a console. No. You would just be able to play through Netflix. I don't know how that's going to um, work because you can play Netflix be, on so many different things. So I'm not sure how it's going to all work. It would be game changing. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it'll, it's exciting just to see, yeah. again, the potential for indie game developers, of which there are so many right now, uh, to have a large platform to launch their games could could be exciting. Um, Deadpool is trending. Uh, there is a new movie coming out called Save Guy. Is that what it's called? Save Guy? Free Guy. Free Guy. Free Guy. Uh, that is <laughs> in which uh, Ryan Reynolds plays a video game character who finds out he's a video game character. It's like a video game crossed with Truman Show. Uh, yep. And it's very meta. It continues with Ryan Reynolds's thing of being meta in meta movies. Um, and to complete the meta-ness of it all, uh, they released a <laughs> Deadpool trailer for, uh, Free Guy, which is Deadpool commenting on Ryan Reynolds in a Ryan Reynolds It's movie. the most surreal. Um, as well as Taika Waititi. Yeah, it's so surreal. And, and was confusing to me at first. It was like 20th Century Fox presents Free Guy. And then here's Deadpool. And I'm like, it's not a Fox property. And then it... Like, suddenly right. dawned on me, like, oh, right, no, Disney purchased 20th Century Fox or acquired it. And then they also put Korg in, because Deadpool hasn't officially entered the Marvel Universe yet. So this is technically his first appearance in the MCU, maybe. But it's a trailer on YouTube, so it's not really the MCU, but he's interacting with MCU characters, again, sort of for the first time. In the first Deadpool movie, you get a bunch of MCU characters, but again, not from Marvel's Disney, from fox so it, the, the the incest of studios and the overlap and it also seems like a potentially like illegal hurdles had it was wild it really blew my mind watching it i still can't fully process what if literally anything it means other than like ryan reynolds is just a g and can do whatever he wants now like he's reached this sort of um superstar status of not having to adhere to the typical Disney rules. You know, a lot of these actors, performers have to live like, right. real strict, clean cut lives. Like you do not want to upset the mouse. Ask Gina. She knows. But <laughs> but he also can reach out to these other companies and, and do other things and still find a way to fold it back into Deadpool because that character has been designed to be like so meta and out of the box. I don't, again, I don't know if it means anything long term or if this is just a weird one off thing Ryan gets to do. And I just have to like marvel at how bizarre it is it was weird i don't know literally marvel yes literally so so this is because deadpool has not been in the marvel universe this is like a the first time that deadpool has crossed over into the marvel universe and it's because of those two characters being yes on the and if you want to hear something crazy or someone pointed out like they were both in a dc property because ryan played Green Lantern and Taika has a bit part in that Green Lantern movie. This is a technically a reunion for those two guys, but for a different comic book movie company. It was wild. All right. Well, Joel, uh, it's been such a pleasure having you uh, on TDZ. Uh, we only got to five stories, but that's all the time we had. So uh, where can people find you and follow you? Yeah, you guys know me. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. 
There you go. And that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, we are back Monday with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, <laughs> have a good weekend. Be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves. Don't do nothing about white mm-hmm. supremacy. We'll talk to you all on Monday. Bye. Bye.